This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WNBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie-Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum Director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshall Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamfram Boyce, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamfram Boyce was arrested shortly after the incident pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Kishant Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. 
FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week that the note Bankman-Fried sent to the general counsel for FTX U.S. seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book. Bankman-Fried has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California, after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. Victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appear to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 20%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in New York, in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is 
that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. I'll say this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways this morning, so it should be a nice, clear, traffic-free commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 35 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 27. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds, a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m. Then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. And a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. 614, you're listening to WMBF. Riverwalk. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. DeAndre Ayton matched his career high with 35 points. Devin Booker scored 19 in his first game since Christmas. And the Phoenix Suns held off Cam Thomas and the Brooklyn Nets 116-112. The 21-year-old Thomas led a late charge and finished with 43 points, becoming the youngest player in NBA history with three straight 40-point games. He had 44 and a career-high 47 points in his previous two games. Mikael Bridges had 17 of his 21 points in the second half and played a key role in the defensive effort that cooled off Thomas just long enough for the Suns to build a 12-point lead with 2.25 remaining. For the Knicks, Jalen Brunson scored 25 points and made the go-ahead basket with 1.13 left. Julius Randle had 22 points and 14 rebounds, and the New York Knicks beat the Orlando Magic 102-98. Brunson's running bank shot put the Knicks up for good at 94-93. He then fed Jericho Sims for a dunk and a three-point lead. The teams combined to shoot 10 free-throw attempts in the final 7.7 seconds. The only miss was by Orlando's Paolo Benchero, who intentionally tried to set up a tying basket with 2.3 seconds remaining. Markel Fultz led the Magic with 21 points, Franz Wagner added 18 points, and Benchero finished with 16 points after being held to four in the first half. Some hockey action. Bo Horvat scored in his home debut with the New York Islanders, leading his new team to a 4-0 victory over the Seattle Kraken. Ilya Sorokin made 31 saves in his fifth shutout this season and number 15 for his career. Samuel Bolduck, Simon Holmstrom, and Zach Parise also scored in New York's fourth straight win, and Jean-Gabriel Pagot added two assists. 
The Islanders acquired Horvat in a blockbuster trade with Vancouver on January 30th. The All-Star Center then agreed to a $68 million eight-year contract on Sunday. Martin Jones had 23 saves for the Pacific Division-leading Kraken. And the Buffalo Sabres have agreed to terms with forward Dylan Cozens on a seven-year extension worth $49.7 million. Cozens will count $7.1 million against the salary cap through the 2029-2030 season. The soon-to-be 22-year-old is the latest core player by the Sabres to be extended over the past six months. Buffalo signed all-star forward Tage Thompson for $50 million over seven seasons in August and defenseman Matthias Samuelson uh, to a $30 million deal in October. A total of 369 three-year-olds were made eligible to compete in this year's Triple Crown Series during the early nomination period. Each of the horses was nominated through a $600 payment to compete in the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and Belmont Stakes. The Triple Crown opens May 6th with the Derby. The number of nominated horses increased by 57 from last year's total of 312. They include a record 37 horses based in Japan. Brad Cox led all trainers with 38 horses nominated. The New York Jets season began with aging Joe Flacco starting at quarterback. It ended the same way, and that was the problem. New York made five changes at quarterback with Flacco to Zach Wilson to Mike White, back to Wilson, back to White, and back to Flacco. The Jets certainly weren't alone in that with that sort of revolving door. NFL teams combined to start 68 quarterbacks, which was the most in the Super Bowl era in a non-strike year. The NFL has signed a 10-year agreement with Dazen Group to de deliver the Game Pass International service to fans outside the United States, beginning with the 2023 season. The agreement was announced Tuesday. Game Pass International will be offered in more than 200 countries and regions, including Canada and Mexico. It won't be available in China. The service will allow fans outside the U.S. to watch every regular season and playoff NFL game, including the Super Bowl. DAZN has distributed NFL Game Pass in Canada since 2017 and has been the league's broadcast partner in Germany and Japan since 2016, as well as Italy since 2018. Big sports news, LeBron James is the NBA's new career scoring leader with a step-back jumper with 10.9 seconds left in the third quarter of the Los Angeles Lakers game Tuesday night against Oklahoma City. James pushed his career total to 38,388 points and broke the record that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held for nearly four decades. Abdul-Jabbar became the league's all-time leading scorer on April 5, 1984 and wound up retiring in 1989 with 38,387 points. The game stopped for a ceremony after James broke the record and he had tears in his eyes as he thanked the crowd, Abdul-Jabbar, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, and others. James finished with 38 points in the Lakers' 133-130 loss and stands at 38,390. 623 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A day of drifting ended with a stock market rally that sent the Dow Jones 265 points higher yesterday to close at 34,156. The S&P gained 1.3%. The Nasdaq Composite rose nearly 2%. Friday's stronger-than-expected jobs report could push the Federal Reserve into keeping interest rates higher for longer. Many traders, though, are banking right now that the Fed is nearing the end of this current series of rate hikes. A sharp rebound in the travel industry has Delta Airlines boosting some employees' pay by up to 5%. The raises take effect on April 1st. They apply to Delta's flight attendants and ground workers. The key to reversing global warming may lie in reflecting sunlight back into space. 
They do that by releasing plane loads of sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere. A private venture has awarded scientists from Africa, Asia, and South America $900,000 to study the idea. Jim Ryan, ABC News. I'm Martin. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. You know, we've talked a lot about the impact of the pandemic on mental health, particularly teens' mental health. There's this new study out of Stanford University that found at least during the acute phase of the pandemic, teens' brains did actually age faster. Now, this is pretty fascinating stuff, and I'll tell you why. The way the researchers were able to determine this is because they were already in the middle of another study. That study was about gender differences in depression, and that's when the pandemic hit. So they already had what we call a baseline set of scans. They could see what these kids' brains looked like before the pandemic, then how they changed because of it. Now, we do know physical changes to the brain can speed up when a person goes through significant adversity. We also know that the brain doesn't stop developing until your mid-20s. We'll see what happens to these kids' brains in the future. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. We expect our information in real time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as, that's 800-730-8405. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways, so it should be a nice clear commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 35 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 27. Today cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. 631, you're listening to WMBF. Attention. WMBF. 
632 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. You want to marry my daughter? Yes. Yes, I do. And people are still engaged with the Eddie Murphy Jonah Hill comedy, You People, topping Netflix's English language top 10 list for a second week. 65.6 million hours viewed in the last week, and it was number one in 64 countries. In second, the Pamela Anderson documentary, Pamela, A Love Story. I've had quite a day. A huge Grammys bump for jazz singer Samara Joy. She won Best New Artist at Sunday Night Show, and people ran to Spotify to check out her music. An increase in streams of more than 5,800%, according to the music streaming service. Brandi Carlisle and Bob Bonnie Raitt were second and third, respectively. Michael Jackson's estate is reportedly about to cash in big time on his music catalog. Variety reporting an eight to nine hundred million dollar deal is in the works for half of the King of Pop's publishing and other rights. Variety says the deal would be with Sony. And legendary composer John Williams is ninety-one today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Now that that sound is why we fund life-saving science. That sound is why we push you to be healthier. That sound is why we have an unhealthy obsession with your health at American Heart Association. Get the facts at heart.org slash your health. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WNBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum Director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. 
The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshal Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamfremboise, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamfremboise was arrested shortly after the incident pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week, that the note Bankman Freed sent to the general counsel for FTX US seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book. Bankman Freed has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. The victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appear to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. 
Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m. Then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees. Chance of rain, 20%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. I'll say. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 643 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Here there's a big football game coming up this weekend. I don't know, maybe you've heard of it once or twice. Perhaps the biggest sporting event of the year. Well, I would say definitely the biggest sporting event of the year. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles should be a really good game. Both teams 16-3 and overall in the year. The Eagles opening as slight favorites. So Vegas seeing them as pretty evenly matched teams. Of course, Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. I believe I saw a story the other day that this is the first time that two black quarterbacks will face off in this important game, the final game of the year. So a nice little bit of history trivia there. Of Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, both great quarterbacks. Eagles have a very strong defense. Chiefs not as strong, but offensively. It's hard to find better teams than that. And the Eagles, of course, no slouches on offense either. So it should be a good game. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay up and watch the entire thing. It starts at 6.30, which, as we know, in the big game time, probably means it's ending around 9.30, 10 o'clock. That's too late for me. Way too late. So we'll see. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a blowout. Maybe it'll be a, a horrible game, and I'll get to see all the important scorers early. All the important touchdowns, they'll happen nice and early. And then I can peacefully go to bed knowing that I know who won the Super Bowl. Right at 7 o'clock. So yeah, 20 minutes of just all scoring and we'll see. Should be interesting. The last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl, things got a little wild in Philadelphia. I don't know if it'll be the same this time because that was the first time the Eagles had won. Now the Eagles, oh, we've been there, done that before. 
So we'll see. I'm sure the streets of Philadelphia will still be a little wild. 645, you're listening to WMBF. Attention. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities, including ordering food delivery for healthcare workers, holding story time for children online, and providing surgical masks to medical professionals and first responders. Empowering us to do more, Lions Club's International Foundation has provided nearly $2.5 million in grant funding for COVID-19 relief. And that support continues to grow. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. Six forty nine on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways, so it should be a nice, clear commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about thirty five degrees and overcast outside. Wind chill has it at twenty seven. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near forty two. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m. A high near 45 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. 650, you're listening to WMBF. People. WMBF. 6.52 on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. Gen Z employees have begun following a viral TikTok trend that can and should come back to haunt them later. I'm Kim Commando and I use ExpressVPN. Secure your online data and get an extra three months free at expressvpn.com Kim. It's called the no two week notice viral trend. Here's what happens. Gen Zers simply quit a perfectly good job and post a video all about it on their social media. In most cases, they don't even tell the employer that they've quit they just stop showing up or working remotely. These Gen Zers call it self-care. Legally, it's called job abandonment. It's not a crime, but it can prevent the quitter from getting unemployment benefits. Worse, almost all companies check with past employers and look at social media accounts before hiring. Gen Zers should remember the old saying, good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Hey, be a smarty pants the easy way and get my daily longer podcast, it's called Kim Commando Today. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The address again, linkedin.com slash Kim, linkedin.com slash Kim. My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. My big sister Jenna's face turned bright red. She was just showing people online how to use a new cream. She still has the scars. My brother's friend Billy had to jump off his motor scooter when it caught fire. He fell and got hit by a car. He broke his leg blew his chances to play basketball in college. My BFF Chloe was riding her bike and hit a ditch. Her helmet broke in two. Now, she has a brain injury. There is a cost to buying cheap. Do you want to pay the price? Real products are tested for safety. Protect yourself. Don't fall for fake products. Visit ncpc.org slash go for real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Six fifty-six on WMBF. Time for a sports update. DeAndre Ayton matched his career high with thirty-five points. Devin Booker scored nineteen in his first game since Christmas. And the Phoenix Suns held off Cam Thomas and the Brooklyn Nets 116-112. The 21-year-old Thomas led a late charge and finished with 43 points, becoming the youngest player in NBA history with three straight 40-point games. He had 44 and a career-high 47 points in his previous two games. Mikael Bridges had 17 of his 21 points in the second half and played a key role in the defensive effort that cooled off Thomas just long enough for the Suns to build a 12-point lead with 2.25 remaining. For the Knicks, Jalen Brunson scored 25 points and made the go-ahead basket with 113 left. Julius Randle had 22 points and 14 rebounds. And the New York Knicks beat the Orlando Magic 102-98. Brunson's running bank shot put the Knicks up for good at 94-93. He then fed Jericho Sims for a dunk and a three-point lead. The teams combined to shoot 10 free throw attempts in the final 7.7 seconds. The only miss was by Orlando's Paolo Benchero, who intentionally tried to set up a tying basket with 2.3 seconds remaining. Markel Fultz led the Magic with 21 points. Franz Wagner added 18 points and Benchero finished with 16 points after being held to just four in the first half. Bo Horvat scored in his home debut with the New York Islanders, leading his new team to a 4-0 victory over the Seattle Kraken. Ilya Sorokin made 31 saves in his fifth shutout this season and number 15 for his career. Samuel Bolduc, Simon Holmstrom, and Zach Parise also scored in New York's fourth straight win, and Jean-Gabriel Pagot added two assists. The Islanders acquired Horvat in a blockbuster trade with Vancouver on January 30th. The All-Star Center then agreed to a $68 million eight-year contract on Sunday. Martin Jones had 23 saves for the Pacific Division-leading Kraken. And the Buffalo Sabres have agreed to terms with forward Dylan Cozens on a seven-year extension worth $49.7 million. 
Cozens will count $7.1 million against the salary cap through the 2029-2030 season. The soon-to-be 22-year-old is the latest core player the Sabres have extended over the past six months. And LeBron James is the NBA's new career scoring leader with a step-back jumper at 10, with 10.9 seconds left in the third quarter of the Los Angeles Lakers game Tuesday night against Oklahoma City. James pushed his career total to 38,388 points and broke the record that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held for nearly four decades. 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Got two more hours to go till Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, ABC News up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WNBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum Director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshal Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. 
The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamfram Boyce, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamfram Boyce was arrested shortly after the incident, pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week that the note Bankman-Fried sent to the general counsel for FTX U.S. seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book. Bankman-Fried has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California, after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. Victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appear to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 20%.
You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel you attract people who tend to be compulsive or abusive? Do you have money problems because of someone else's drinking? Are you afraid or embarrassed to bring your friends home? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. More than half of all adults have a family history of alcoholism. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways, so it should be a nice, clear commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 34 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 25 degrees. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 10 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of showers before 8 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 10 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m., and a slight chance of snow showers after 11 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. 714, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. DeAndre Ayton matched his career high with 35 points. Devin Booker scored 19 in his first game since Christmas. And the Phoenix Suns held off Cam Thomas and the Brooklyn Nets 116-112. The 21-year-old Thomas led a late charge and finished with 43 points, becoming the youngest player in NBA history with three straight 40-point games. He had 44 and a career-high 47 points in his previous two games. Mikael Bridges had 17 of his 21 points in the second half and played a key role in the defensive effort that cooled off Thomas just long enough for the Suns to build a 12-point lead with 2 minutes and 25 seconds remaining. Like what, Cam Thomas, he's been great for the Brooklyn Nets since the departure of Kyrie Irving, getting traded earlier this week and had missed the previous game with a maybe a phantom right leg soreness issue. But Cam Thomas has stepped up, hasn't translated to wins for the Nets just yet. But it will if he keeps playing like this. 
For the Knicks, Jalen Brunson scored 25 points and made the go-ahead basket with 113 left. Julius Randle had 22 points and 14 rebounds, and the New York Knicks beat the Orlando Magic 102-98. Brunson's running bank shot put the Knicks up for good at 94-93. He then fed Jericho Sims for a dunk and a three-point lead. The teams combined to shoot 10 free-throw attempts in the final 7.7 seconds. The only miss was by Orlando's Paolo Benchero, who intentionally tried to set up a tying basket with 2.3 seconds remaining. Markel Fultz led the Magic with 21 points, Franz Wagner added 18 points, and Benchero finished with 16 points after being held to just four in the first half. Some hockey action. Bo Horvat scored in his home debut with the New York Islanders, leading his new team to a 4-0 victory over the Seattle Kraken. Ilya Sorokin made 31 saves in his fifth shutout this season at number 15 for his career. Samuel Bolduck, Simon Holmstrom, and Zach Parise also scored in New York's fourth straight win, and Jean-Gabriel Pagot added two assists. The Islanders acquired Horvat in a blockbuster trade with Vancouver on January 30th. The All-Star center then agreed to a $68 million eight-year contract on Sunday. Martin Jones had 23 saves for the Pacific Division-leading Kraken. The Buffalo Sabres have agreed to terms with forward Dylan Cozens on a seven-year extension worth $49.7 million. Cozens will count $7.1 million against the salary cap through the 2029-30 season. The soon-to-be 22-year-old is the latest core player the Sabres have extended over the past six months. Buffalo signed all-star forward Tage Thompson for $50 million over seven seasons in August, and defenseman Matthias Samuelson to a $30 million seven-year deal in October. A total of 369 three-year-olds were made eligible to compete in this year's Triple Crown Series during the early nomination period. Each of the horses was nominated through a $600 payment to compete in the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and Belmont Stakes. The Triple Crown opens May 6th with the Derby. The number of nominated horses increased by 57 from last year's total of 312. They include a record 37 horses based in Japan. Brad Cox led all trainers with 38 horses nominated. And LeBron James is the NBA's new career scoring leader. With a step-back jumper at, with 10.9 seconds left in the third quarter of the Los Angeles Lakers game Tuesday night against Oklahoma City, James pushed his career total to 38,388 points and broke the record that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held for nearly four decades. Abdul-Jabbar became the league's all-time leading scorer on April 5, 1984, and wound up retiring in 1989 with 38,387 points. The game stopped for a ceremony after James broke the record and he had tears in his eyes as he thanked the crowd, Abdul-Jabbar, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, and others. James finished with 38 points in the Lakers' 133-130 loss and stands at 38,390. 721 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A day of drifting ended with a stock market rally that sent the Dow Jones 265 points higher yesterday to close at 34,156. The S&P gained 1.3%. The Nasdaq Composite rose nearly 2%. Friday's stronger-than-expected jobs report could push the Federal Reserve into keeping interest rates higher for longer. Many traders, though, are banking right now that the Fed is nearing the end of this current series of rate hikes. A sharp rebound in the travel industry has Delta Airlines boosting some employees' pay by up to 5%. The raises take effect on April 1st. They apply to Delta's flight attendants and ground workers. The key to reversing global warming may lie in reflecting sunlight back into space. 
do that by releasing plane loads of sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere. A private venture has awarded scientists from Africa, Asia, and South America $900,000 to study the idea. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 725 on WNBF. We're now joined by our insurance expert, Karen Sweet O'Neill. Got a little preview of today's segment yesterday. How you doing, Karen? I'm doing all right. How about you, James? Pretty good. A nice mild morning in Binghamton. It's pretty warm outside. I'm telling you, what a winter. It's been, you know, very, very unusual and very mild, so to speak. So, yay. Yeah, we've okay, talked about man. it before. We really haven't gotten all that snow that I've heard was no. such a big problem around here. No, and it's February, so yay. Yeah, I guess okay. that's that's a good thing. I mean, it's, you know, down in New York City, they just got their first measurable snow of the whole year, like last week. Uh, that's certainly not a bad thing. No, I don't think so, unless you own a ski resort. But as long as it stays cold enough, they can make the snow. But, you know, I guess everything has its pluses and minuses, right, James? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the no snowstorms, no blizzards. <laughs> I've, I've You're not a skier, the, then. <laughs> yeah, I've kissed the Golden Snowball Trophy goodbye for this year. <laughs> Buffalo's got us. It's, it's over. <laughs> oh, I bet you they've kissed it goodbye, too. They could probably stand not to see another flake, for sure. Yeah, they don't even want the trophy. They want somebody else to come take it. Absolutely. So what do you got for us today? Well, we're going to talk about Social Security. They, um, uh, there was a great article with uh, Stabby Sr. with Jim Miller in the, in the paper, so I'm going to Yogi Bear a little bit of that, and talk about, um, you know, people are very um, confused about how much money they can make if they're collecting Social Security, and when does it end, when does it start. So that's what we're going to talk about. So you can collect Social Security, retirement benefits, and you can work, uh, James, at the same time. But all of it depends on how old you are and how much you earn. So that some of those benefits that you have with Social Security may, you know, obviously be withheld. So here's how, how it works. Social Security says that if you're under your full retirement age, and you're collecting benefits, then you can earn up to $21,240 in 2023. And that's without jeopardizing any of your Social Security if you don't reach your full retirement age, you know, this year. But if you do earn more than that $21,240 this year, then you're going to lose a dollar in benefits for every two dollars over that amount. So what is the FRA? Well, the full retirement age, and that's what the acronym stands for, is 66 years old. And that's for people born between 1943 and 54. And then it rises in two-month increments every birth year to age 67 for those people that are born in 1960 and later. So, And you can always uh, find your full retirement age at uh, social uh, socialsecurity.gov online. So in the year that you reach your full retirement age, you know, basically you don't have a give back unless 
you have a uh, birthday. Okay, so let's say you earn your birthdays in 2023, and you can earn up to 56520 from January to the month of your birthday with no penalty. But if you earn more than that during that time, you will lose that dollar in benefits, but it's for every $3 over the limit. So it's a very, you know, it's a lot smaller of a window with a lot smaller of a, uh, a stringent, you know, rule applied. So, and once you reach your full retirement age, your birthday passes, you can earn as much as you want. Now, what is earnings? You know, what are they counting? Well, they're counting, you know, your salary, your wages, any bonuses, commissions, and, of course, vacation pay. That all counts towards your income. That's earned income. So it's a good way to look at it. But, like, pensions, James, annuities, um, investment earnings, interest, capital gains, military retirement benefits or government, none of that counts towards that 21240 um, for lower than your uh, full retirement age or the higher uh, 56520 So, you know, and it's really important because people think that if you lose some or all of your Social Security benefits because of that earnings limit, that they're gone. But when you reach your full retirement age, your benefits are going to be recalculated to a higher amount to make up for what was withheld. So you will get it back. So it's really important to figure out, wow, when do I want to start taking my Social Security? It's one of the most complex and difficult decisions for a lot of people to make. And of course, you can start collecting Social Security at age 62. And many people at age 62, James, they're still working because that's very young. Or they want to still work but maybe cut back and go part-time. So, again, in 2023, if you're 62 or you're under full retirement age, which is around 66, between 66 and 67, and you start to collect Social Security, you just need to keep an eye on that 21240 in uh, earned income amount so that you aren't giving back if you don't want to. Now, people that reach their full retirement age, by the way, can also increase their benefits by 8% per year, which is a pretty high percentage, by delaying applying for benefits up to age 70. So why would people wait that long? Because a lot of people can, and they say, hey, that's a guaranteed 8% on my money. And also, their surviving spouse would receive an increase if they should pass away. So if you postpone applying for your benefits for up to age 70, your surviving spouse is going to be eligible to receive 100% of your age 70 Social Security benefits as a survivor. And again, a survivor benefit is not paid in addition to the benefits the surviving spouses earn based on their own work record. So it's going to be whatever is higher. So there's a lot going on with Social Security, and it's really important to look into all different options that you have because usually once you exercise an option, that's the one that you're pretty much going to stay with. And you have to look for help because that was all very confusing. I would not want to go through that alone. Well, it's confusing and it isn't because you don't need to know everybody's rule. You only want to know the rules that are going to apply to you and your specific situation, age, your health, 
and your family situation. And that really is what it comes down to. And then you know those rules, and then you make a decision. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's a little complex, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's... it. Everything gets all tangled up, and, you know, how do you know what you really need in the future? You can never know, but you can prepare the best you can. Yeah, that's why you look at insurance. That's why you have health insurance and life insurance and all of those things, because you prepare for the, you know, for the unseen so that everything and everybody is protected that, uh, that matter to you and that you love. Yeah, and that's why we call Karen Sweet O'Neill for our insurance needs. That is correct. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East. We are above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. You drive right up to us. You can reach us several ways for an appointment. You can give us a call at 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up or simply go to a phone book. And we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages, and we're also in the white pages. All right. Well, Karen, thanks for joining us today. Another information-packed segment. You bet, James, and you have a great day. Yeah, you have a great day, too. Thank you. See you, Karen. 733, you're listening to WMBF. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WMBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum Director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. 
The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshal Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamfremboise, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamfremboise was arrested shortly after the incident pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week that the note Bankman-Fried sent to the general counsel for FTX U.S. seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book. Bankman-Fried has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California, after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. The victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appear to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. 
Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 20%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. A little surprise for the WMBF community. The esteemed Roger Neal will be joining us later on in the program. About 8.35, 8.40. Talk a little Binghamton University basketball. Both the men's and women's teams have games tonight. Conference tournament quickly approaching. The chance for Binghamton to make it to the big tournament in March and then run into a team like Duke or North Carolina, Kansas, Kansas State, whoever in the first round. So it's going to be an underdog story from there, but it'll be nice to see Binghamton make it to the tournament. They're playing pretty well this season overall, so we'll have Roger Neal join the program later on and give us a little preview of what to expect in these couple of games for the men's and women's teams. 7.46, you're listening to WMBF. Sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaz is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways this morning, so it should be a nice clear commute for you to work. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 34 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 25 degrees. Today cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 10 a.m. A high near 45 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour. An 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers, mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees. A 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of showers before 8 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees. 20% chance of rain. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 10 p.m. Then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. Then a slight chance of snow showers after 11 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, 20% chance of rain. 7.50, you're listening to WMBF. You're good. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. 
From ABC News Tech Trends, Bing is getting a major revamp. Microsoft now says its search engine will use the same artificial intelligence technology that underpins the advanced chatbot ChatGPT. So Bing is sort of the, the also-ran behind Google. Semaphore technology editor Reed Albergati. I think what Microsoft's hoping, I mean, obviously what they're hoping is that if they spice it up with some of this new AI, that people might, might actually come over. Traditional search results still appear on the left, but on the right, there's now a place where you can talk to an AI. Microsoft says it can handle requests that normal search engines struggle with, like, will this piece of furniture fit in my car? Or create an itinerary for a trip to Mexico. Albergati says the AI can provide clear answers, but not always accurate ones. There's been a ton of stuff, people posting things on Twitter, screenshots of their chat GPT conversations where it says just completely nonsense. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Do you have a... Seven fifty-five on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Oh, I'm sorry, a sports update. DeAndre Ayton matched his career high with 35 points. Devin Booker scored 19 in his first game since Christmas. And the Phoenix Suns held off Cam Thomas and the Brooklyn Nets 116 to 112. The 21-year-old Thomas led a late charge and finished with 43 points, becoming the youngest player in NBA history with three straight 40-point games. He had 44 and a career high 47 in his previous two games. Mikael Bridges had 17 of his 21 points in the second half and played a key role in the defensive effort that cooled off Thomas just long enough for the Suns to build a 12-point lead with 2.25 remaining. Cam Thomas playing really well for the Brooklyn Nets right now. Three games in a row over 40 points, a career-high 47 in his last game, last night only scoring 43, but still stepping up with no Kyrie Irving and no Kevin Durant. Not translating into wins for the Brooklyn Nets just yet, but it will if he keeps playing like this. For the Knicks, Jalen Brunson scored 25 points and made the go-ahead basket with 113 left. Julius Randle had 22 points and 14 rebounds. And the New York Knicks beat the Orlando Magic 102-98. Brunson's running bank shot put the Knicks up for good at 94-93. He then fed Jericho Sims for a dunk and a three-point lead. The teams combined to shoot 10 free-throw attempts in the final 7.7 seconds. The only miss was by Orlando's Paolo Benchero, who intentionally tried to set up a tying basket with 2.3 seconds remaining. Markel Fultz led the Magic with 21 points, Franz Wagner added 18 points, and Benchero finished with 16 points after being held to just four in the first half. Some hockey action. Bo Horvat scored in his home debut with the New York Islanders, leading his new team to a 4-0 victory over the Seattle Kraken. Ilya Sorokin made 31 saves in his fifth shutout this season and number 15 for his career. Samuel Bolduck, Simon Holmstrom, and Zach Parise also scored in New York's fourth straight win. And Jean-Gabriel Pagot added two assists. The Islanders acquired Horvat in a blockbuster trade with Vancouver on January 30th. The All-Star Center then agreed to a $68 million eight-year contract on Sunday. Martin Jones had 23 saves for the Pacific Division-leading Kraken. The Buffalo Sabres have agreed to terms with forward Dylan Cozens on a seven-year extension worth $49.7 million. Cozens will count $7.1 million against the salary cap through the 2029-30 season. The soon-to-be 22-year-old is the latest core player the Sabres have extended over the past six months. Buffalo signed all-star forward Tage Thompson for $50 million over seven seasons in August. 
and defenseman Matthias Samuelsson into a $30 million seven-year deal in October. And LeBron James is the NBA's new career scoring leader with a step-back jumper with 10.9 seconds left in the third quarter of the Los Angeles Lakers game Tuesday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. James pushed his career total to 38,388 points and broke the record that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held for nearly four decades. 7.59, you're listening to WMBF. Some per- this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Got one more hour to go before we get to Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program, ask about the Binghamton area. Coming up next, ABC News. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WNBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie-Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum Director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a uh, half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshal Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. 
The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamfram Boyce, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamfram Boyce was arrested shortly after the incident pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week that the note Bankman-Fried sent to the general counsel for FTX U.S. seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book. Bankman-Fried has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California, after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. Victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appeared to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% 40 chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 
You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, news radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. In 2010, Liz was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. After losing her job due to treatment, she was left with few options. A housing voucher gave her hope that she could find a place to live with her daughter. To her surprise, that same voucher would result in her being denied housing. I felt so dejected and ashamed. It was shocking to me that people actually just discriminated against you for the type of income you were utilizing to pay your rent. Now, thanks to a new law in New York State, it is illegal for people like Liz to be denied housing based on their source of income. Do you use non-wage income such as veterans or disability benefits, Section 8 vouchers, or child support to pay for housing? If you suspect discrimination, call 1-800-788-9898 to contact the New York State Office of the Attorney General or visit endincomebiasny.com. I am at this point proud to say that I am using my voucher and a proud renter of an apartment where my daughter and I are very happily living. I'm Martin. Eight thirteen on WMBF. You're listening to the final hour of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways, so it should be a nice, clear commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now around 34 degrees outside, overcast. Windchill has it at 27. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 10 a.m., a high near 45 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. Friday, a slight chance of showers before 8 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 10 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 11 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 20%. It's 814. You're listening to WMBF. Texting pri- You and the Law with Joe Stanley, presented by the Stanley Law Offices on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 818 on WNBF. We're now joined by our legal expert, legal extraordinaire, Joe Stanley. How's it going, Joe? I am good. I am good. I am good. James, I got a great, great story for you here today. I had all these things we talked about, you know, the recalls and food, which maybe we'll get to them, but... If you've ever been to Madison Square Garden, you're a big sports and entertainment Oh, yeah. Guy. I've been there a few times. Well, so you can appreciate that there is a, a big uh, to-do going on because it is claimed that the owners of Madison Square Garden have banned 90-some plaintiff's lawyers because they brought lawsuits against Madison Square Garden, Madison Square Garden for people getting hurt on the premises. Uh, and so uh, the uh, it arises out of the fact that apparently they are, they did this, and you know, which is interesting because 
Ed is a publicly funded institution, and whether you have have the right to do that at all is very questionable. And the liquor authority of the state of New York is investigating their banning of these people because it is it is they they can control their liquor license, and you can't arbitrarily. Uh, admit or deny people to your premises and have a liquor license. There's a lot of rules if you have a liquor license. And the Madison Square Garden is um, trying to uh, prevent the liquor authority from getting access to certain legal documents where their CEO and others have testified in other legal proceedings where apparently the banning of plaintiff's lawyers has been discussed. Um, you know, I, I, I've been doing this work a long time. I've gotten grief from some medical institutions over the year, but I don't think they ever threatened to ban me from going there and getting treatment, assuming I ever would. But um, that's a, it seems to me to be kind of a ridiculous thing. And, you know, instead of spending their time and energy, uh, maybe they should make their property safer so they wouldn't get sued. Uh, that's just a thought. Yeah, and uh, MSG is in a, a whole heap of trouble with liquor authority because I know it started with uh, uh, one of the attorneys from a firm suing MSG tried to go to the Rockettes at Radio City Music Hall, and that's an MSG-owned property, and they banned her from there too. And then they started banning other people from going to Knicks games. There was uh, there was an attorney who had like pretty much lifetime season tickets. Uh, season tickets yeah, for 90 people. over a decade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's kind of interesting that they can track you and figure out who you are. Of course, in the digital world, I guess it's a lot easier than in the old days. Um, but what happens if you're on the list and you get somebody else's ticket and shows up? Do they, they come and arrest you? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It seems like a lot of faces to go through, even with technology. To say, oh no, 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 we recognize this person. We re- we saw their face. We know they're not supposed to be here. That can't be an easy thing to do. No, and it seems to me again a huge waste of time and resources. You know, if, if you're going to have vendettas, and you know, that's, yeah. Well, if there's one thing I know about James Dolan, it's that he he doesn't like to be criticized or anything. Uh, so if you remember the situation with Charles Oakley a couple years ago. Yes. Uh, where he, yeah, he yeah. ended up getting banned from MSG for uh, getting a little altercation regarding James Dolan. Yes, I do. Well, and again, you know, they got how many millions of dollars to build the place, and it's still funded, you know, supported by the by the city and the government and the state. So but that's another question of whether you even have any legal right to ban anyone because you don't like them. Yeah, I saw actually another thing with MSG that they're trying to to get out from under the state and the city's thumb and just kind of own that property, but they don't yet. They don't actually like own the property itself. No, um, no, and I doubt if I'm the city, I'm probably never going to want to give that up. You know, that's a pretty valuable piece of property. Oh yeah, right above Penn Station, it's the easiest thing ever going to a Knicks game, especially from Long Island. I just roll right in on the train, just go upstairs. You're already there. Yes. Yep, that is true. So what else you got? So that's that. That was the, that was the prime story. You already knew a lot about it, so that's good. I figured because you follow the, the sports world, but uh, a lot of people were kind of a, you know find it interesting that if you're you're spending your time chasing vendettas instead of worrying about things that are more important, but some people are like that, as we know. Yep. Yep. Uh, 
And then recalls, just briefly, there's a whole series of children's clothes, uh, sleepers that are sold mainly on Amazon, but all over the place that have been recalled. So be careful. They're, apparently, I, I have never seen this many violations of the federal flammability standards in clothes, but really you need to pay close attention, especially, you know, children, if they if they're... You know, get the clothes get set on fire. The reason these flammability standards are is the clothes melt. They don't just burn; they melt and stick to your skin if they don't meet these standards. And that's that's just not a good thing. Um, it's a horror; they cause horrifying injuries. Um, also, artificial tears, lubricants, and people might use these by Easy Care. They have uh, microbial contamination that have caused serious eye injuries and even a couple loss of sight. So if you're using those, make sure they're not a recalled one of those um, because, uh, again, those are not mild injuries. Um, And then fresh ideation food, which serves ready-made stuff all over the country, has a listeria contamination in the wraps, ready-to-eat salads, Yogurts and other uh, pre-made things, and listeria is not that good for you either. So those are just a few of the foods. And I don't, I don't know if you do any of those foods, James, but... No, missed it again. I'm on a hot streak. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that that is our uh, that's our story for today. And uh, you know, it's uh, all us plaintiffs' lawyers, and we all have our own hazards. Maybe the next time I go and buy, you know, I went out and bought, bought my breakfast this morning, and everybody was really nice to me. They said they saw me on TV all the time, and I'm like a next door neighbor. So they weren't banning me. They didn't refuse to serve me my breakfast. So I feel like I'm in good stead. <laughs> yeah. No, I th- I think you're in the clear. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good have a good week, James, and watch out for James Dolan because he once he hears us talking about us, he, talking about him, he might be we might be on his list next. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's picked it up already. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. All right. I was Joe Stanley, our legal extraordinaire. It's eight twenty-five. You're listening to WMBF. Eight twenty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton Roadway, so it should be a nice, clear commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 34 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 27. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain mainly after 10 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of showers before 8 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 10 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m., and a slight chance of snow showers after 11 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. It's 828. You're listening to WMBF. WMBF. 829 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment Update. 
ABC Entertainment News. You want to marry my daughter? Yes. Yes, I do. And people are still engaged with the Eddie Murphy Jonah Hill comedy, You People, topping Netflix's English language top 10 list for a second week. 65.6 million hours viewed in the last week, and it was number one in 64 countries. In second, the Pamela Anderson documentary, Pamela, A Love Story. I've had quite a day. A huge Grammys bump for jazz singer Samara George. She won Best New Artist at Sunday Night Show, and people ran to Spotify to check out her music, an increase in streams of more than 5,800%, according to the music streaming service. Brandy Carlisle and Bonnie Raitt were second and third, respectively. Michael Jackson's estate is reportedly about to cash in big time on his music catalog. Variety reporting an eight to nine hundred million dollar deal is in the works for half of the King of Pop's publishing and other rights. Variety says the deal would be with Sony. And legendary composer John Williams is ninety-one today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WNBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum Director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshal Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. 
The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamfram Boyce, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamfram Boyce was arrested shortly after the incident pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week that the note Bankman-Fried sent to the general counsel for FTX U.S. seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book, Bankman-Fried has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California, after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. Victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appear to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 
You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Eight forty on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Now joined by the esteemed Roger Neal. How's it going, Roger? James, good morning. Good morning. Yes, so we're on the road with the BU Bearcats men's basketball team. Arrived here in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, last night. The team will have a shoot around in just a couple of hours, getting ready for tonight's game. It's uh, it's a home and away doubleheader against the University of New Hampshire in action coming up tonight. The women will be home at the event center. They take on UNH at 7 o'clock. And some good news for the Bearcats. Uh, Jaden Welts, standout point guard for Binghamton, 12 assists last week in a game against UNBC, and they were able to, uh, with that, get a win. And now she is uh, a three-time Rookie of the Week in America East. She's playing superb basketball. But Welts is not the only one. Ella Wanzer, top shooter from three-point range in America East. And Danae Bowman now is number six in scoring in the conference, averaging 12.4 points a game. She really has played superbly in the last several games for the BU Bearcats. So they will put a uh, record in the conference of five and five on the line tonight at the event center. And right now that's good for sixth place in the conference. U Albany is number one at nine and two. Vermont eight and two. Maine eight and two. UMBC seven and four, NJIT six and four, and the Bearcats are ranked number six currently. What does it mean in standings? Even though there's almost a month to go, well, the top four teams get a home game in the opening round of the postseason. There's a huge margin of teams with home court advantage winning games around the conference this year, so it is extremely important. Now, what about the men? We'll be traveling over to Durham, just about a 15-minute ride from here, getting ready for that game tonight. And as the Bearcats come into this game, it really is a, a game with playoff implications and very solidly so because New Hampshire is fourth currently for the Bearcats right behind at fifth place. New Hampshire has a, a six and four record of the conference. The Bearcats are five and four. Binghamton owns a win against UNH beating New Hampshire 68-50 back on January the 5th at the event center. One key player the Bearcats will have to contend with is Clarence Daniels. He is Third in scoring at America East, averaging 15.5 points a game, but he leads the conference in rebounding with 11 boards per contest. Meanwhile, the Bearcats continue to be paced by the preseason all-conference selection, Jacob Falco. Jacob comes into the game tonight, averaging 13.2 points a game, and among the leaders in America East, right behind him in scoring, Armando Reed. He's averaging 12.5 points a game. So uh, we're looking forward to this one. Right now in men's standings, Vermont is on top, actually, 7-2 and two record. The seven-win record also for UMass Lowell, but they have four losses, so the Catamounts are ahead of them currently, but still a couple of games in hand. Bryant ranks number three, then New Hampshire and the Bearcats, and again, the same situation. The top four teams get at least one home game in the postseason coming up next month. So these games now really are just like playoff games, jockeying for the top position, and uh, we'll see what the Bearcats can cook up tonight. The women's game, if you can't make it over, or even if you can, you can check out the pregame with Jacob Wilkins from Courtside at the Event Center. Pregame coverage on our sister station, KISS 1041, is at 645. I'll be here in Durham for the men's game. We'll talk with Coach Lavelle Sanders and get a preview of what the Bearcats are facing tonight. 
It's a 7 o'clock tip-off, pregame 645, right here where your Bearcats men come to play throughout this season. That's, of course, News Radio 1290 WNBF AM and FM. So the women home tonight at 7 against New Hampshire, the men on the road against the Wildcats, and we'll have it both on Town Square Media Stations. And, James, hopefully a double win tonight. We'll find out what happens with the teams getting set to tip off at 7. Absolutely, and it's mandatory listening. It's make-or-break time for Binghamton University for their basketball seasons for both men's and the women's. Absolutely. These are just like uh, like playoff games. Again, uh, you look at, at the men's situation, uh, New Hampshire 6-4, and four, Binghamton 5-4, and four, so a win would give the Bearcats six victories and tie them for third place going in. That's how tight everything is. If you win one, you can move up two or three places in the standings. If you lose one, you can drop a couple, so... The teams are very closely bunched in both the men's and women's side, which, of course, makes for exciting games every time you go out. And it's a lot of fun to be watching America's basketball. So hopefully a big turnout for the women's game tonight. And as you're heading out there, don't forget with your WNBF mobile app, you can follow along with the men even while you're in the event center. So check it out, broadcast tonight, and, of course, men's and women's BU basketball. Yes, everyone must listen. Roger, thanks for joining us today, giving <laughs> us a little preview of the game. I'm sure it's going to get real exciting over the next few weeks. Thank you very much. We'll also have a softball preview. We'll talk with Coach Jess Bump. The softball team is heading to Florida for five games coming up here at the end of the week. So we'll get a preview of softball for BU coming up. And uh, it's amazing that the spring sports are getting underway. And uh, the baseball team will be opening up not this weekend but next. So uh, a lot more uh, activities are coming up on the campus on and off for BU Athletics. A lot of stuff to talk about. Yes, absolutely. Well, Roger, thanks for joining us today. I'm hoping you're you. out there calling a win today. I hope so, too. Thanks, James. Talk to you soon. See you, Roger. It's 845. You're listening to WMBF. I- Eight forty-eight on WMBF. We're now joined by Preston from Broom Tioga Workforce. How's it going, Preston? Going well. How are you, James? Oh, pretty good so far. All right. So what do you got for us today? Sure. sure. So today I wanted to talk about our upcoming job fair that's coming up on Friday the 17th. Uh, the Broom Tiger Workforce and the Binghamton Black Bears present the 23rd Annual Career Fair. It's going to be held Friday, February 17th from 2.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. at the Visions Veterans Memorial Arena, 1 Stewart Street in Binghamton. Everyone that brings a resume in will receive a free ticket to the Black Bears game that evening. Additional tickets can be purchased for only $10. Companies attending include IM3NY, UHS, Oneonta Job Corps, New York State Department of Transportation, Engineering Manufacturing Technologies, Penske Truck Leasing, International Paper, HCA, New York State OPWDD, Amatex, FedEx Ground, Amphenol Aerospace, Amphenol Industrial, Dick Sporting Goods, Southern Tier Independence Center, Rehabilitation Support Services, New York State of Health, Amazon, Atlas James Construction and Fabrication, Guthrie Clinic, the Greater Binghamton Health Center, United Healthcare Community Plan, North Atlantic State Regional Counselors of Carpenters, United States Air Force, Bridgestone, Firestone, Complete Auto Care, and Valley Veterans Associates. So we have a lot of companies that are going to be attending this event. 
with a wide variety of companies. So there's a lot of options and opportunities out there for everybody that wants to come out and find a job. Uh, they can pre-register at binghamtonblackbears.formstack.com slash forms slash career. Uh, the game starts at 7 p.m. between the Binghamton Black Bears and the Danbury Hat Tricks. So it's going to be a great event. We've got a ton of companies coming to this event with more signing up on the uh, daily. So please come out and see what all the job or companies have to offer. Yeah, great opportunity to meet face-to-face with potential employers. It's always better than just ending up in a stack of resumes. Absolutely, yes. The face-to-face interaction is definitely a lot better. Um, these people, the companies that you'll be meeting with, they sometimes are the HR directors for the company themselves. So. When you meet face-to-face and they see your resume, they can put a face to the name, and it can certainly help you in the job search uh, area. That's how you stand out right there. Absolutely. Oh, Preston, thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Take care. That was Preston from Broom Tiger Workforce. It's 8.52. You're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton Roadway, so it should be a nice clear commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 34 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 27. Today cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight partly cloudy with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain mainly after 10 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, an 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers mainly between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of showers before 8 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 10 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m., and a slight chance of snow showers after 11 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, 20% chance of rain. It's 855. You're listening to WMBF. Texting private. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. DeAndre Ayton matched his career high with 35 points. Devin Booker scored 19 in his first game since Christmas. And the Phoenix Suns held off Cam Thomas and the Brooklyn Nets 116-112. 21-year-old Thomas led a late charge and finished with 43 points, becoming the youngest player in NBA history with three straight 40-point games. Jalen Brunson scored 25 points and made the go-ahead basket with 113 left. Julius Randle had 22 points and 14 rebounds. And the New York Knicks beat the Orlando Magic 102-98. Brunson's running bank shot put the Knicks up for good at 94-93. He then fed Jericho Sims for a dunk and a three-point lead. The teams combined to shoot 10 free-throw attempts in the final 7.7 seconds. The only miss was by Orlando's Paolo Benchero, who intentionally tried to set up a tying basket with 2.3 seconds remaining. Bo Horvat scored in his home debut with the New York Islanders, leading his new team to a 4-0 victory over the Seattle Kraken. 
Ilya Sorokin made 31 saves in his fifth shutout this season and number 15 for his career. The Buffalo Sabres have agreed to terms with forward Dylan Cozens on a seven-year extension worth $49.7 million. Cozens will count $7.1 million against the salary cap through the 2029-2030 season. And LeBron James is the NBA's new career scoring leader with a step-back jumper with 10.9 seconds left in the third quarter of the Los Angeles Lakers game Tuesday night against Oklahoma City. James pushed his career total to 38,388 points and broke the record that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held for nearly four decades. It's 8.59, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out the final hour of WNBF's first news, Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Coming up next, ABC News Up First. <laughs> 